in this month's podcast. We have an in-depth look at SatMap, the story of the outdoor GPS units that have developed over the years. A great story. We look at 125,000 mapping options for your Garmin GPS. We review the Garmin E-Trex Touch 25 and 35. We have our both our Garmin and SatMap top tips. We have an in-depth look at the GPS training online resource. What is it? And the big debate this month is what mapping do we prefer on our outdoor GPS units? And finally, we look at the courses we have coming up over the coming months. Hi everybody and welcome to the third ever GPS training podcast. This is our November podcast. Uh, we've got a special guest for this this, uh, this month is Ross from SatMap Sales and Distribution. Hi, yeah. And of course, we've got Andy uh, with us, uh, who's our top tech and geek in a nice way of GPS training. Hello. So then, we're also again streaming live on Facebook. So again, if you're watching the pod or listening to the uh, podcast afterwards, you can go onto our Facebook page, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Um, no, it's not gpstraining.co.uk. It's uh, GPS Training UK. Sorry, and uh, you can see us uh, recording this live on our Facebook page, or you can uh, watch a recording of that. And uh, yeah, so it's archived there, so you can just log on anytime and see us. And I think after last month's podcast, we actually also uploaded that onto YouTube, so you can see that on uh, YouTube. Many thanks, everybody, again for your kind words and feedback after the last podcast. So uh, James Gillian sent a, re a nice email saying he very much enjoyed last month's podcast. So thank you for that, James. It's very much appreciated. And Elaine Savage uh, liked Andy's top tip. Um, so hopefully he'll live up to those expectations <laughs> and have uh, another good top tip on this month's podcast. Again, thanks for all your feedback. If you do have any thoughts or feedback, please just let us know. Drop us an email and uh, we can cover those in future podcasts or on, on, on we can even do special podcasts if people want us on specific subjects. So without further ado, let's get on with today's webinar. Uh, webinar, it says on my sheep, it's podcast, isn't it? So what are we going to cover on the uh, podcast today? We've brought Ross in um, from SatMap Sales and Distribution because we're going to look at SatMap, the story of this great British outdoor GPS unit and how it's developed over the years. So it's a nice story. I know when I first met Ross a number of years ago, he told us the background. It was fascinating uh, to learn about that. So we're going to look very much at that for the first part of the uh, podcast. We're going to look at 125,000 mapping options on the Garmin GPS units because there's a number of different options available. We're then going to look at a Garmin review of the E-Trex Touch 25 and 35. And then Andy's got his top tips, as normal as SatMap and Garmin top tips. We're going to look a little bit about our GPS training online resource, which is we have a Garmin SatMap and to a less extent the memory map GPS units. Big debate this month is what mapping do we prefer on our uh, GPS device, 1 to 50,000 or 1 to 25,000. And again, we'll look at both SatMap and Garmin and that. And then finally, of course, we'll look at what GPS courses we have coming up over the coming uh, month. And uh, yeah, quick tie up because we are coming into the festive period. So we look at a little bit of some of the Christmas offers that we have going around. So the first story we're going to look at is an in-depth look at SatMap, the story of the units and how they developed onto uh, over the years. So SatMap, as I said in my introduction just a moment, few moments ago, it's an interesting uh, story. So Ross, how and who by whom was SatMap founded, and what is the background about this great British company? Uh, so SatMap's been going for about 12 years now. I think founded in about 2005. Um, there's two gentlemen, Howard and Richard, who uh, founded it together. Um, basically, there's a, a lot of detail in it, but the, the main part that people find interesting in it is a proper British invention of being two guys in the shed yeah. tinkering. Um, the very original SatMap was basically a shoebox with a little screen and a GPS chip built into it. And they were from a military background, is that right? Were yeah. Both, both from military background, just one of them. Yeah, both military, different uh, sectors of the forces, but both military, yeah. So right. Because um, I know some of the things that the features, the, is one of the things that is military will use on the set map, is that, was it, was it grid reference or something? I think standard? things like the lines of interest is more like a military thing. Yeah. In the areas of interest, is it, you can see a little military influence within the units. Yeah, with their, obviously with their background, they sort of, they knew about the possibilities of using GPS in the field, um, and then they had the benefits of the lacking the units they were using and what they lacked, and then obviously looked at what how they could improve that. So things like being able to display dual formatting, uh, right. dual grid formatting. So you could, if you were abroad, you could still use a la longitude and latitude grid reference against okay. a 
a foreign grid reference. The grid reference back, yeah. See, I wasn't even aware that was a case with that. Yeah. Is that still the case, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still Fantastic. the case. Yeah. And they did in 2007 when they launched the Active 10. I remember we were in the outdoor sector then. They did take the world by storm. They actually brought the GPS navigational world to its knees, didn't they? I remember going to the outdoor show that year, and like that was it. Satmap was the yeah. the place to be, wasn't it? Because they were the first GPS to have audio survey yeah. mapping, wasn't so it? So I think in the past, I mean, I worked in retail for a long time. I worked in stores and had probably the same conversations you guys have had to a lesser extent now, but because so many units come with mapping. But at the time, people expected to be able to buy a GPS and actually see a map on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't the case until SatMap came out with the Active 10. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was an easy sort of, well, in terms of the GPS market, obviously it was an easy sell for SatMap because you could ask someone, did they want ordnance survey mapping or did they not? And if they said yes, they had to yeah. buy a SatMap. And if they said, I'm not particularly bothered, which luckily not many people did at the time, yeah, um, it meant they had the choice of the other units. <laughs> so they did. The, I, I, and that colour screen, you know, again, the quality of that screen, I know it's got even better now over the years, but initially, compared to the old E-Trex Vista, which is what, what the equivalent GOM was at the time with the old topo mapping and this kind of thing, suddenly you had this clear screen, uh, bright colours and ordnance survey. It was just, it was, you know, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, again, I go back to the stand at the outdoor shows those years, there were big sat-map stands, weren't they? Completely... Well, I think took I, the market by storm. Well, I think I was talking to you guys earlier before we came in to to do the webinar. But, uh, sorry, the podcast, I should say. It's going to stick in everyone's head now. But um, no, I remember seeing one of the very. I've been quite lucky with SatMap. I've sort of worked with them almost since the start, um, and I remember seeing one of the very original sort of units that they had on. And I was using a, a, a GPS sixty at the time. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. So. They were great for reliability and accuracy, but yeah, just being able to have the actual map on the screen and you know not having to stop all the time and get your map out and then cross-reference your grid reference to your map obviously made a massive difference. And yeah, the sort of come on leaps and bounds since then, but the mapping's still obviously central to it. But you can see the change in the GPS market now. Is all the development still done in the UK? Is everything still? Yeah, so I think we we do deal with um, a number of other countries, so we do distribute them to other countries around the world. Um, most of the developments done through the UK, the core markets, the UK, um, and obviously ordnance survey mapping being so so good in terms of the detail and things like that, it does give them a real it's a real benefit over some countries where their mapping isn't quite so good. Um, SatMap, one of the good things is they do have mapping for so many different areas. Yeah. I think it's the biggest map catalogue that's available. And is the design of the unit, is that all still in-house in the UK? Yeah, well? so the company's based in uh, Leatherhead, just outside London. So the main companies based there, but um, most of the research and development um, is in Cambridge. So all the software programming and all that kind of development is done in Cambridge, mm -hmm. and then the actually assembly of the unit is done in the UK as well. So it's good. It's nice to have something still made in the UK. Yeah, it's good. So the development really was Active Ten, Active Twelve, and then Active Twenty, which has just come out this last year. Active Ten was two thousand and seven. Active Twelve was twenty fourteen. Am yep. I right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're testing my knowledge. I have to think back to when I started selling them. So, <laughs> and then what was the difference between ten and twelve? What was the big step up then? Uh, so, I suppose for the guys on Facebook Live, you can see the different units in front of us. But for the podcast, yeah, the the ten came out, and it, it the actual shape of the unit and things like that. It was a large screen, button oper button operated, and then also obviously the map inside of things, um, the battery size and stuff like that gave you a bit of an advantage over the competition. Um, and then they moved on to the 12. Um, so the 12, the, the biggest difference cosmetically is that it had nice orange buttons, which uh, tied in nicely with the SatMap logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took about three months of research to find out what the best combination of buttons was in terms of what colors we were going for. So uh, everyone had their opinion on whether which they should be gray or orange. But yeah, the big change with the 12 was the increased resolution. So they updated the screen to uh, a much, much more detailed resolution, which meant that we could use take advantage of the better OS mapping that was on offer. Mm -hmm. um, and then also improved the connectivity. So there was a few things inside it, like barometer, um, sorry, like Bluetooth and things like that that mm -hmm. helped. And then this year, the Active 20, which yeah. has just come out, which is big, massive changes, isn't it? Button yeah. and, uh, and touchscreen GPS unit. Yeah, so I think for most users, the big difference is that the the, the button and touchscreen operation. Yeah. So uh, I noticed last in your last podcast you talked about like whether touchscreen or buttons was best. Um, obviously with the Active Twenty you've got the benefit best of both. Ones, so. But I think the SatMap was always great with buttons because yeah. you could 
you could use it with gloves on and things like that and for most people i think because they were used at the time used to using buttons it was quite Mm -hmm. sort of easy to and as you said last time it tells you what to do on a button yeah whereas a touch screen you could press anywhere and it could do anything and um, so yeah the time with both is obviously a big step forward and it has taken the market by some because i know we've struggled to get stock haven't we yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but thankfully that those days are over i've been promised anyway this morning <laughs> uh, that those days are over but it has it has has as again sat map is back there yeah. at the four which is where they started off with i think we've always had quite a loyal customer base so with the, the 10 and the 12 there wasn't the big change yeah. that there has been with the 20 so i think people a lot of people were happy with the 10 necessarily upgrade to a 12 or if you were buying into sat map at the time <coughs> you'd have bought a 12 but the 20 is a big step forward and i think people who have had a sat map before would probably be if they were looking to advance themselves, the active 20s are a good step forward. Yeah. We're getting a lot of trade-ins, aren't we, on mm-hmm. the older active 10s yeah. and 12s for the 20. People have seen that review we've got on the website. And, okay. you know, trading in and trading up, you know. It's had good. some really good reviews, and hopefully we can build on the success we had with the 10 and the 12. I mean, things like some of the, the bigger magazine reviews and stuff, the sat map's always been one of the sort of most popular units. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not going to review that again, because actually we've already reviewed in past in the in past podcast, in the first ever podcast, we reviewed the SatMap Active Twenty. Do you know? Do you just want to refresh every Andy with the key points to SatMap Active Twenty? And, and again, we don't want to go back over what we've done, but what are the key things that you you picked yeah, John's up. John's made a good point there. We've got some really good reviews on our website, so have a look at the full reviews on our GPS training website. But what Ross has already mentioned, the fact the new unit is dual touchscreen and push button, so it's covering those customers who prefer push button or you're wearing your gloves. And obviously there's certain things you can do a bit quicker using the touchscreen, so the best of both worlds there. Still got the nice big screen, high res, it's got a really big battery in it, not just physical size, the actual capacity, 5,000 milliamp battery, so really good battery life. And it's the first unit that we've got that now picks up the new Galileo European satellite system, so the accuracy of it, we're finding, we're getting accuracy in the open field, down to sort of one and a half metres, yeah. which is brilliant. Uh, fast processor, so the high resolution maps load a lot quicker, and it's really quick moving around. The and nice great battery as well, that was the big thing. Uh, so, yeah, so high resolution screen, you often worry it's going to draw battery down, but it's got that really big 5,000 milliamp hour battery included, so there's no issues with battery life. So that, we really like the, the unit, but have a look at our full review yeah. or, or, you know, on our website. We've got a couple of, uh, lots of videos on there, and we've just done an updated review of how we're getting on three months later. And that three month review that Andy's talking about, if you go to GPS training, uh, co.uk click on reviews and you'll see an article it's, it's called the sat map active 23 months in so we must like because we've invited ross along to talk about it otherwise he <laughs> would have been on the podcast so yeah it's, it's a we, we like it we like sat map as, as an organization as a business and and it's really nice that the it's, it's nice to put that extra unit into that marketplace really that was very garmin dominated before that i think it's good as well that they, they have there is something different isn't it to the garmin models that are out there so Brilliant. So that's the uh, the story of SatMap and a little bit about the units that they've developed over the years. Now turning to Garmin, we're going to look at the 125,000 map options that Garmin GPS and specifically look at the Topo Active and what is it. This brought this into the podcast because actually over recent uh, months, uh, Garmin have changed some of the mapping uh, types that they've had. And and I think people are, you know, we're having a lot of conversations about it, so we thought actually bring it into the podcast. So Andy, there's two different mapping options when you get a Garmin GPS. This is 125,000 mapping. Yeah. I suppose one, yeah, 125,000 mapping options available, aren't there? What are those two offices options, and what are the differences? Yeah, so we bundle our range of Garmin handheld GPS devices with some 1 to 25 mapping. And what you'll see when you go on our website, we have a couple of options. There's one called Discoverer Premium and one called Turbo Pro. The Discoverer, Discoverer Premium was the first 1 to 25 map that Garmin launched. This is covering the whole of Great Britain. Came out in 2015. You actually do get on that same map card, so the little micro SD card that goes in the back of your unit. 1 to 50 mapping as well. So that's your Ordnance Survey Land Ranger maps. And you get a 1 to 250, which is you know really a road at the scale. We don't tend to use that side of it. Uh, but the 1 to 50, um, the 1 to 50 Land Ranger, 1 to 25. So as you zoom in, it changes from the 1 to 50 to the 1 to 25. Mm-hmm. So it came out in 2015 all of the country, all of Great Britain. And that's the Discoverer Premium. That's the Discoverer yeah. Premium. They then brought out a year later in 2016. Now, the, the terminology, I know, it, it, you know, American company, <laughs> they don't use necessarily our ordnance survey uh, terminology and references. So the new one's called Topo Pro, 
but again it has one to 50 Land Ranger, one to 25 Explorer, and still this one to 250. But the new feature, the main selling point, and the big thing with this Topo Pro mapping is it has something new called off road uh, routable trail data right. in the national parks. Okay. So if you're using that map within, in, national within parks. one of the 14 national parks in Great Britain, by changing and adjusting some settings in your unit, you can use it, I suppose, get the car sat-nav experience okay. by saying, take me from A to B, and rather than it drawing a straight line between two points, it will snap your route onto the footpaths for you, and with the right settings in your GPS, you can have turn-by-turn turn arrows telling you to turn left and turn right. right. That's the new feature. So it's exactly the same as the 2015 mapping, so when you're out of a national park, you use it in the traditional way of drawing lines between points, making in a, routes, etc. Navigating in a direct manner. In a direct like manner, yeah. but when you're in a national park, you can use this new feature called you know, the routable off-road trail data. Uh, we, we probably see it more as an emergency feature where you're out on the hills, you've planned a route, you decide you need to get off the hill a little bit quicker due to weather, you could search for a place in the unit, uh, you're in a national park, search for a town or village that you're going to aim for, mm -hmm. and it'll calculate that route for you to take you off the hillside Brilliant. via the footpath network. Fantastic. So. And also you can do round routes with that as well, can't you? Yeah, the, the, I mean, there's a feature Garmin have on, this is just on the Oregon 700 series, so the Oregon 700 750. When you use the little where to magnifying glass to search for a route that you've saved on your unit, you'll see this new option that comes up called round routing. Now, using the Ordnance Survey, the other Ordnance Survey map options from Garmin, so the 1 to 50 um, or the Discoverer Premium, it will route you on the roads as a cycle point of view. Yeah. But what's nice with the Topo Pro mapping now, you can use that function again with the right settings, changing your unit to say you're hiking and get it to create a, um, some round routes for you. Basically, you saying, I'm at a start point now, I haven't planned a route, I fancy going on a 15 mile walk, and you tell the unit you want yeah. to walk 15 miles, and it'll calculate two or three different routes for you to choose from Brilliant. when you're in the national park mm -hmm. using that Topo Pro 2016. That's good. Card. See, we like it, don't we? We've played a fair bit with them. Some videos we've done about yeah. it. It's, it's, some, it's quite exciting, really, isn't it? It's, it's moving it on. And yeah. moving it on and it's just 50 pound more than the discover in, in the price range and i think yeah. it's a little bit no it's a little bit we've got the i mean the discoverer premium if you're buying just the map card and yep. you haven't already got a unit we've got reduced to 275 okay, that's yeah. the 2015 one and 349 for the 2016 but remember if you buy a unit already bundled with that mapping from us which we have lots of choice it does work out a lot cheaper doing it that way to actually buy a unit already bundled with one of those map cards. And then the other way we can get 125,000 mapping on a Garmin is what we call a bird's eye bounce. Again, another confusing uh, American terminology. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Garmin have this thing called a bird's eye select voucher. Now, you've got to be careful because they do use the same terminology for satellite imagery, which I'm not going to discuss in today's podcast. But they have a voucher called a bird's eye select voucher. You'll see them on our website under the store, under Garmin map options. 1999. you got a little black card that looks like a credit card with a number on the back that you scratch off. You register that number to your GPS unit and then using that voucher you can download, if we're talking about mapping for Great Britain, you get 3,000 square kilometres of 1 to 25 mapping that you download to your GPS unit. You know, that equates to approximately four Explorer 1 to 25 maps. So the example I often give customers if you look at the Lake District National Park, because that's yeah. one of our biggest national parks, you would get all of the Lake District for National Park for £19.99. So if you've bought a unit with 1 to 50 mapping and you just want a certain area with 1 to 25, you can buy one of these vouchers. You can add on more than one voucher, mm -hmm. but that's what one voucher will give you. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a good option, really. It's We give instructions about how to do it. We have videos in our online resource. We're going to talk a little bit more about our online resource later. Because actually, the little voucher you get has literally got four bullet points in the back and it is totally confusing, isn't yeah. it? No, the reason we give instructions is because so many people ring up and say, what do I do with this? What do I do here? And, and it, we give these step-by-step -step yeah. guide because it is not as simple as... It, following our be. instructions we've got a nice seven page guide if your windows that for some reason the mac one's eight pages that we give if you buy your voucher from us you tell us if you're a windows or a mac user and um, 
we're going to cover the online resource as well later on in the podcast where we'll talk about some videos we've got as well uh-huh. on using these bird's eye vouchers. So, uh, so to summarise, so we're looking at the 125,000 mapping options from Garmin. We've got both the Discover Premium and the Topo Pro. So this Topo Pro has a routable data within the National Park. And then the other option is what's the bird's eye voucher, bird's eye select voucher, voucher, sorry, yeah. um, which um, we can download 3,000 square kilometres. And this has not got the routable data within it. It's just No, no, it's purely, um, you would use it in the same way as the standard map and direct routing and draw straight lines and um, it's one thing to point out because i do get asked this quite a bit all of the other garmin maps have routable uh, road data if you were sightless but mind the bird's eye select voucher download doesn't have any routable data built into it whether it be roads right. or off-road fantastic thank you so much for clarifying that so hopefully a, a better insight into the 125,000 mapping options available for a garmin gps device Next thing we're going to look at is a review of the Garmin E-Trex Touch 25 and 35. So E-Trex 25 and 35. One of the reasons we've dropped this into the November podcast is actually two days ago, three days ago, it's the third today, three days ago, um, we actually dropped the price of E-Trex 25. This is one of the uh, what we call quarter four promotions. I know it's just the last two months. Uh, this is one of the quarter four promotions that we're running up to Christmas. We've actually dropped that down considerably in the price. So it's kind of made it very affordable for the casual walk I'm going to use. So, um, whereabouts does E-Trex Touch range sit within the Garmin range, Andy? To be honest, it's, it's, it's a low to mid-priced unit, but by no means not a unit that doesn't have many features in it. It's loads of features, loads of things you can do with the units, but they are at the lower price scale. With it being really a compact unit with a smaller screen, that's what keeps the cost down. Yeah. It's still packed full of features compared to some of the bigger units. Uh, so it is a compact unit, that's the key thing. It compact. It's it's really just a small Oregon 700, is that my yeah, first It's, like, it's, it's like the baby brother or baby sister of the Oregon 700. Yeah. Um, smaller unit, uh, compact, 2.6 inch screen, lightweight, very popular with trail runners who use our backpack tether with it just because of the size of it it's yeah. not too bulky to carry and it's that multi-activity gps so it's this new generation of garmin gps devices you switch it on it says what do you want to do today cycling hiking geocaching or whatever yeah so the, t- the touch 25 and touch 35 when john's explained they're the new what, what garmin call their new generation of device rather than pigeonhole in a gps device to say this is just for a walker and hiker or i'm going to buy a cycling gps etc with with the new generation units of the touch 25s and 35s we're talking about when you first turn the units on you get prompted with a screen that'll say hike and when you swipe the screen left or right you get cycle geocache yep. mountain bike and the idea of that is, you know, a lot of us these days, we are doing different activities. We're enjoying the outdoors more. We're going walking one day. We might get a road, like I do a lot of road cycling. I'll go road cycling the next day. You can be very individual with the way yeah. you set up the units to, to have the road cycling, give you turn-by-turn routing on the roads, the hiking work in a slightly different way. And it, it can't be as simple as just you want to see different data boxes telling you distances and speed when you're hiking to what you see when you're cycling. Mm-hmm. So you can just make it very individual. Touchscreen GPS unit as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, touchscreen 2.6 inch color touchscreen sunlight readables again we all we, we have the debate many times about other devices on the market uh, like our phones that we can never read in the sunlight but from a small compact unit it has got that sunlight readable screen and i think the thing we do we, you know when you get a, a, a gps unit from ourselves you get a free webinar you buy a garmin gps device and actually we bundle these webinars together unit types that are very similar so actually we do a web a webinar for the oregon 700 auto incorporates e-trex touch because they are near enough identical the operating system are near enough identical but just a smaller gps unit so what's the main difference between the trex touch 25 and 35 yep so we've got the two models 25 and 35 same size same screen look very similar with the 35 the extra features you get on it has a bluetooth technology which allows you to add on any of the garmin ent plus sense sensor ent plus sensors which are low voltage drawing sensors so just to give you an example what are these sensors if you were a cyclist you can add a cyclist you can add on the cadence monitor that measures your, your, your revolutions per minute when you're pedaling um, a speed sensor so if you were using it for indoor training on a bike heart rate monitor we like the tempi sensor for walkers and hikers with the touch 35 you can add on the little tempi sensor that you can clip somewhere on your clothing so you get a temperature reading on the unit 
The other thing that the 35 has got that you don't get on the 25, it does have the barometric altimeter. So for more accurate height data, your GPS will give you a very good fix on the ground of where you are, but it's not as good as working out height data. But if you've got a barometric altimeter and you want that more accurate height data, you get that as well from the 35. Mm -hmm. And the final, you know, because I, I mentioned about the Bluetooth for using these sensors, it does mean you can sync the Touch 35 directly with an app called the Garmin Connect app that you can put on a smartphone or an iPad for free. And when you've done a walk or a cycle ride, you can sync that data straight away. Now, with the 25, you can still do that. You're just plugging it into your computer with a USB cable yeah. and uploading the information. But it's nice with the 35, you do have that extra Bluetooth. Okay, that's the app. And just one thing to point out there, you must be know within GPS Trim, we also have a business called Shepherd's Walks Holidays, a walking holiday uh, company. And the start of this year, um, we decided to loan GPS units out to our customers who were on our walking holidays. And I sat there, I, I own the, well, one of the directs of the business, I sat there and thought, well, what GPS unit gives me the most value for money but a really good customer experience and we went for the e-trex touch 25 so we actually bought in a, a large amount of e-trex touch 25s which we now loan out to our customers on our walking holidays so that was my kind of management decision there actually i don't want to spend four or five hundred six hundred quid on a unit for somebody to use for the first time but that e-trex touch we came in at that uh, that, that end of the market to give someone a good experience for not a, a large amount of money so the big offer we've got this Christmas is we've got the Etrex Touch 25 is now uh, reduced to £249.99, isn't it? Which is a, it's a good yeah. price. I think that includes 203. So it includes the full 1 to 50 Land Ranger maps. That's yeah. about the equivalent of 230 I think we worked it out, Ordnance Survey maps covering the whole of Great Britain. And that map card alone is worth £200, isn't it? So actually yeah. you're getting a unit for 50 quid if you think of it that way, so you can't go wrong, can and you? I know we're going to talk about the total active mapping later, but again, you get this uh, European mapping on the unit as well. So yeah. not only are you getting the full GB 203 Land Ranger maps, you're getting all of Europe um, as a more cyclist-style recreational map yeah. for £249. So it's a really good compact unit. And again, we think coming up to Christmas, it's a really good, it's it's you can buy it for your wife you, or your wife can buy it for you it's not so it's so expensive so we think we'll have a, a big big rush on this coming up to christmas a good unit so thanks for that quick review of the e-trex touch 25 and 35. next thing on the podcast today is the top tips both satmap and garmin so andy straight over to you for your garmin top tip so my Garmin tip for today, um, we're talking about some of these new generation units like the Touch 25 and 35. Now those units come with this European topoactive mapping that Garmin do, which we often find is a great map when you're in an urban environment. And we've also talked about bird's eye vouchers, downloading ordnance survey mapping. Now if you buy a unit, a Garmin unit, and you actually buy it with one of the map cards installed in the unit, so this is a micro SD card in the back of the unit, which could be the 1 to 50, or we've talked about the, the 1 to 25 options, the way the Garmin GPS device works, it'll always read and display the maps on the screen of your GPS that are on the micro SD card first. So I often get a lot of calls from customers saying, They've either downloaded the bird's eye select yeah. mapping, uh, using the bird's eye select voucher, downloaded the Ordnance Survey bird's eye uh, 1 to 25 mapping, or they want to view this topoactive mapping that's on the memory of things like the Etrex Touch 25 and uh -huh. 35, and they're still only seeing the mapping that's on the map card in the unit. What you actually have to do is go into the settings on your unit. So you basically go into setup, maps, and you either use the configure maps or the map information depending on what unit you've got so you go set up map and you'll see either configure maps or map information and that'll give you a list of the maps installed on the unit and what you're looking for is the one that you've got on your micro sd card so for example it could be the gb discoverer one yep. to 50 map and you touch on it or select it and you select disable as soon as you disable the map that's on the micro sd card you then see any maps that are on the memory of the unit, which could either be the ordnance survey that you've downloaded using the bird's eye voucher or this topoactive mapping. So it's not a case of having to remove your micro SD card to see that yeah. mapping, you just disable. And what you've got to remember, when you then come out of the area, say where you've downloaded your bird's eye map or an area where you don't want to see that lesser detailed topoactive map in an urban environment, remember to go back into setup, map and either uh, map information or configure maps and re-enable 
the, the maps that's so on, your one, that. on your map card. That's brilliant. That's a good one. Now, I know the sat map top tip has come from a question from a customer this week. They said, what is this hibernation function for? And we, and we went, what? We've never really looked at this before. Yeah. And you kind of got into it. Actually, I can see a use for this hibernation yeah. function. On um, on your, whether you've got a, a sat map, you know, the Active 12 or the Active 20, I don't know if you've noticed, when you press the power button and release it to turn the unit off, you get a screen that say, um, gives you some options of hibernate for one hour, two hour, and I think it's four yeah. hours, isn't it, Ross? It used to go up to about 10 hours for the uh, Active 12. Yeah, I think on the Active 20, 20, it's one, yeah. two, and four. Now, the way we see this hibernate, um, so you've got your unit turned on, you turn your sat map on, you wait for your high resolution maps to load. Now, to be honest, on the new Active 20, the maps read um, load really quickly. The Active 12 was a little bit slower to load. So you've got your unit on, you're on a walk now, or on a cycle ride, and you're gonna stop for a long break. To be honest, with the big batteries, I've never thought about, well, you've got to turn it off, you know, to save battery. But what you can do, especially if you stop for a nice lunch break and you find a lovely pub to go into and have a pub lunch and you go inside a building, one of the worst things with a GPS device is when it's left turned on and you're inside a building, the unit's fighting to try and find a satellite signal because it hasn't got a clear view of the sky. Yeah. And that's what can pull your battery down. Now, rather than turn the unit off and then when you get back outside, you've got to wait that couple of minutes for the unit to boot up. What you can do, if you press and release the on off, but on, on off button, and select one of these hibernate modes. So, I don't know, if you, you were stopping for your lunch and it was maybe going to be that long, oh, we might be here for an hour, you could pick the hibernate two hours. It doesn't matter that you're not going to, it doesn't mean you have to stop for two hours. Yeah. So you select the hibernate two hours, the screen goes off and it turns some of the functions off in the unit, but it's actually still booted on in the background. It's not going to record anymore where you walk. You've got to remember that it loses the satellite signal, screen goes off, but that really helps save battery. But the beauty is when you come out of that, you know, nice pub that you've maybe went in for your pub lunch or where you've stopped for your break you simply press in the on off button once and the unit comes back on and that's yeah. it the unit's now back on instantly gets a satellite signal really quick and you're not having to wait for the unit to boot up so we really like you know since i've now thought about that function a little bit more and why i might use it I think it's a great function on the, the Active 12 and the Active 20. Going back to talking about the history, one of the reasons they put the Hibernate function on there was to maximise the battery life for as long as possible. So I think it, originally it maybe lasted about 120 hours with the Hibernate function on. Oh, but one yeah. of the big things based on your tip to just mention is if you do forget to turn it back on after your lunch break, maybe you had uh, one too many beers with your lunch. <laughs> um, but if you forget to switch it back yeah. on, it will still track your route when you switch it back on, but it will only draw a straight line between where you hibernated it and where you remembered right. to yeah. take yeah. it back off. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's brilliant. So that's the top tips. So one other thing to mention the top tips. One thing we started last week and we've done it again this week is we've started with top tips in the online resource. We've started doing video top tips. So in our weekly newsletter, we just put a little top tip down the bottom. We kind of thought, how do we move this on? We started doing video top tips, but we've put them in the online resource. We're going to talk about the next story about the online resource. But again, log into our online resource, and uh, if you look for Garmin or SatMap, you'll see the bottom uh, story now is top tips, and you can log into there. And every week, we've be we're adding a new top tip. So these are the, the things that I'm covering uh, in the podcast as well. So the next thing we're going to look at is the GPS training online resource. What is it? It's actually a resource for Garmin, SatMap, and lesser extent, Memory Map over the years. So. A quick history of, of what it is. I don't know if people know, three and a half years ago, um, uh, we bought uh, GPS training as a business and, and, and we inherited this thing called the online resource, which uh, Peter, who was a previous owner of the business, had started. It was an online training area. You can now log into 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it was a, a, it was a, yeah, a fantastic wealth of information. Peter was so, so knowledgeable. And he just wrote and wrote and wrote on this online resource. And uh, we inherited it and then we upgraded our website and we left the online resource where it was because there's so much information in it baffled us for years what do we do with this this information so year just over a year ago now about 14 months ago Andy wasn't it now yeah. we, we 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 built a new online resource and we in incorporate a lot more videos into it, a lot more help videos into it so it's just rammed full of um, uh, help videos so let's because we've got Ross here let's talk about the sat map section so you log in sat map and there's videos for sat map active 10 active 12 and then active 20 isn't there so there's, there's loads of information in there isn't there Andy yeah I mean it's, it, when we revamped the online resource we just thought we needed to lay it out a little bit better so you'll see headings you know whether you're Garmin or sat map or memory map and then under those headings you select the unit you've got so now with the active 20 coming out as soon as we got our hands on the active yeah. 20 straight in doing videos um on 
what we see is the the most common features that you're going to want to do with a unit not to bamboozle you and just give you loads and loads of information and a hundred page manual that you can download from the manufacturer yeah. we've tried to break it down into nice little step-by-step -step sections talking you through the practical side of what you're going to do with that gps when you're out and about and then little short videos on each of those little sections and, and then we've started doing these top tips that we're talking about so every week we're adding to this as well aren't yeah, we yeah so like the sat map top tips we talked about that hibernate one i've done a little video yesterday showing you how you do that hibernate function and we're going to do that with all the tips and keep adding um and you know we're talking about the unit as well of course with the sat map they have got this expedition planning software there's a new one due to be launched pretty soon once that gets launched we'll have it on our newsletter that we've created some new videos and we'll put lots of new videos on using the planning software as well so it gets added to all the time it is it's amazing again when you get a new unit from us we list the online resource um each of the sections and and we haven't done it for about four months had we and we we redid that letter and i can't believe how much extra information so we've done in that time you know it was quite astounding. so it's something we work on all the time and it's i say it's a it's a it's a fantastic resource talk about garmin base camp and other route planning stuff there's an hour and a half of videos and they're not all one video step-by-step -step videos about how to set it up how to plan routes in there how to see your tracks in there and again with that we've got we've got a pc ones and mac ones as well yeah. so when you log into going based on your pc a user or a mac user you can go into there and the specifics we put a lot of effort into there I, I, I think Andy's aware, but I, I come in on a Saturday and just edit Andy's videos that he's done. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, and because and, and it, it takes quite there's quite big data there as we as we upload them and and then put them onto the online resource. And I know it's being seen a lot now. A lot of people logging in and having a look at it. So there's there's lots of information in there, uh, both Garmin and, um, and and SatMap. And again, a little bit memory map because the memory map was a little bit more popular a few years ago. And there's the legacy there really yeah, of, the of the older units. We're not really done that much on on there so that's the uh, the garmin, garmin the, sorry the gps training online resource um if you've not had a look at it if you go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and you click on the top it says online resource on the top menu bar also on the top right it says online resource and uh, you can then log in there again if you get your unit from us you get this access free for one year if you've not got your unit from us it's 25 pound per year and you just subscribe to that via paypal Okay, the big debate this month is what mapping do we prefer on the on our GPS unit? One to fifty thousand, one to twenty-five thousand. So this is both SatMap and Garmin, isn't it? It's something uh, we we have a lot of conversations uh, in the office about, and with customers. So we thought, why do we bring this into the uh, podcast this month? The big debate. So I'm going to bring Andy in first. What are the main differences between each of the map sets, and and what do each of them show? Right, so if we start with the Ordnance Survey mapping first, we've got 1 to 50, which we all know is the Land Ranger maps, which are the pink covered maps you buy um, from your map shop. And then we've got the Explorer maps, the 1 to 25 scale, which is your orange maps. Now, most of us, I suppose, before we bought a GPS or before we ever thought about GPS, would all buy the most detailed map that we could so you would buy the 1 to 25 map normally if you were hiking in the hills cyclists would tend to stick more with the 1 to 50 map and they'd probably find the scale too too detailed and too much on a 1 to 25. I think the main difference that was was actually one map was only one pound more the explorer is only one it's pound more than the land range of price when you're buying a paper map wasn't it? I mean if you look at both maps you know from an outdoor perspective for someone walking and hiking they all have land features our, our public footpaths our bridleways um, you know the, the the what we call the ropes the roots uh, ropes sorry which is roots used as um, public paths all the sort of information that'll get you going in the outdoors the big difference you see on a 1 to 25 map is field boundaries field boundaries minor some of the little minor tracks you won't see Those on a 150 paths yeah you'll get on a 1 to 25 yeah. but it's really the field boundaries and you do get the open access land exactly marked right. But what I, I tend to find customers doing more, it's more that survey work and that now who tend to look at wanting to see the field boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about why we might go for one or the other, but really to me that's the big difference. Uh, we're all familiar with the paper map, so what you see on a sat map GPS or a Garmin GPS, they don't dabble and change that map and it's an yeah. exact scan of either a 1 to 50 Land Ranger map or a 1 to 25 
um, Explorer map. And the other thing as well, we're bringing in with the sat map is one of the sat map map cards from right has a one to ten thousand maps on it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So the platinum card we do has your one to fifty, one to twenty five thousand, and one to ten k, which is mostly for urban use, um, but it's very detailed, almost to street level. Yeah. So street names and house. Like so you wouldn't really houses. use that in the countryside. In no, not environment. at the moment. It's a. It does have. It still has a similar level of detail to the one to fifty, but it's more like um, an open source type thing rather than necessarily an ordnance survey map. So the, the ama it amazes are. me how they can get all that data on that map card. I'm up with one ten thousand, one to twenty five, one to fifty in HD on a map card. Like it's just, it baffles me really. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Well, I remember when we bought out the original uh, Active Ten, the one to fifty thousand card had to be split into two right. two sections, so north north of the Britain and South Britain. Yeah. Um, and I now, remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, now yeah. obviously you're getting all three of those maps for the whole of the UK, all in the sort of platinum map card, which I think you guys do as the bundle, don't you? So That's with right, the yeah. unit. I mean, what we do with our sat map units, um, we we tend to bundle them with. We got, got three options. We show with the full GB one to fifty. We show with the full GB one to twenty five for someone who just wants that one to twenty five, and then the platinum bundle you're talking about where you get the one to fifty. One to twenty-five, and that one to ten for more like walking around the town or village in that urban environment. Well, that's uh, well, you say the the bundles. Obviously, the the solo, the one no mapping at all. That's because the maps are up, were upgradable from the twelve. So course, going yeah, back yeah. to the map cards, the original SD cards were the big ones. Now, like you say, the, the, the micro SD, SD cards are tiny, aren't they? So <sighs> you think all of that information on such a small card that. Yeah, it's amazing how much things come on, doesn't it? You, you, the big question, you, you, you two would be both the same. You guys the same that we get all the time on the phone is, I'm looking for, you know, especially when it's customers buying a GPS for the first time, they can't get their head around the, I've always walked with a one to twenty five map. Am I going to get away with a one to fifty map? You know, the reason that would normally come about is because of the, you know, there is a cost difference. You do pay more money for a one to twenty five map. So it's it's that customer thing. Can I get away with a one to fifty map? And that's probably our biggest debate every day on the phone with customers deciding, trying to compare with what they've been doing for years with a paper map to what they're now going to do with a GPS device. Well, my justification for that has always been that with a paper map, you have the extra detail because if you did need to work out where you were, you needed the boundaries and the, all the information to locate yourself. Whereas yeah. with a GPS even with the lower scale, because it tells you where you are, providing the unit's working, obviously, it will tell you exactly where you are. Yeah. In which case, do you really need all that extra information? It's just cluttering the screen. and You don't need to know there's a fence on your right-hand side because you're on the path. You're yeah. either on the path or off the path. If you're not on the path, walk and get on, on exactly, the path. Yeah. And you move across that map yeah. as you walk across the screen. So yeah. no longer do you need to know that you're look, walking towards the corner of the field because actually you just walk on the on the path across the field, don't you? Mm. So that extra information sometimes is, isn't, isn't needed. Um, the one twenty-five thousand information and, and the one fifty thousand is quite ample, isn't it? Often, I'm sure I heard you guys say last week, uh, last month, sorry, with the podcast about which you still recommend that people take a paper map as a backup. Yeah. And I think because historically, lots of people have already had one to twenty-five thousand maps. They might have a map for an area, yes. so you'd map, always you, take the map. Yeah, you've got map, it. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You know, so your map as a backup is always a good thing as well. So, and the big thing as well, bringing to this equation is price because Andy just touched a little bit on the price the 125,000 mapping is expensive <laughs> to, to, to the licensing that has to be paid to OS yeah in that extra work that goes into the, the way that the OS map the 1 to 25 for that extra detail you know that goes into the cost at the end of the day yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well I think um, I mean like you said earlier about the 203 1 to 50,000 maps on the Garmin card the, the whole of the UK and one to 25,000. I can't remember exactly. I think it's about a thousand maps, isn't it? Is it something? Ooh, no, I think we worked out um, 400 and something. Yeah, Maybe there's lots of other yeah, regions. Yeah, different, different, uh, different national parks and things, isn't there? But, yeah. but actually, if you just bought the standard um, Explorer set, I think it's, well, it's over 400, so it's still a lot of Yeah, maps. it's about 600. Of thousands of salesmen's exaggeration, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny, because you can, you can, I had a gentleman on the phone yesterday and he rang up and he actually look at E-Trex, uh, Garmin E-Trex Touch, and, and especially, can I get a 125,000 map? I said, yeah. But the conversation started, oh, I'm on a budget and I want a good GPS unit, so we kind of pencil in the E-Trex Touch 25. You know, he's looking at spending 250 pounds. Can I get the 125,000 on that? Yeah. Well, how much is this going to be? Well, actually, either £300 or £350, which was more than his unit was going to cost. Yeah. And he went, 
all oh, right, okay. And that was a stumbling block. And like, he's not going to, I would never put a one. Well, we don't even bundle the e trex to the 125 down the map because that smaller screen it ends up too cluttered. You've got Ross hit the nail on the head, you know, especially with the smaller unit, it can look too detailed, yeah. you know. Uh, and, and it is back to that we, we use the one to 25 map when we were walking without a gps because it's your own knowledge of how far you've walked and you getting a grasp of wh where you are by looking at what you can see around you and tying that up with a map whereas as ross has already said with the gps you see your position you know on the screen of the gps exactly and you move across that so do you need that extra detail so to bring the big debate to a close is a big question. I don't know the answer that these guys <laughs> give me. Is what uh, what mapping do you use on your GPS, Ross? I, I go on. I'm, I'm going to guess, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've always I always said that 150 was probably enough for a GPS. Yeah. Having said that, with a couple of years ago, the price of one to twenty five that well mapping in general reduced dramatically because of ordnance yeah. surveys licensing, um, and actually. 1 to 25 it's i don't think it's a necessity but it's a really nice thing to have the extra detail and it's a bit of it's like a family friend isn't it the, the <laughs> yes. 1 to 25 that you were always brought up using to, yeah. to navigate with on the hill it's nice to be able to see that on a gps and of all the units to see a 125,000 mapping on it is the active 20 is is it i've got to say it looks stunning you know you switch that screen yeah. on that big screen it's bright hd in a go actually it's worth that money i can appreciate the expense yeah. I put into it there. Yeah, it? and I think well, you guys probably say the same. The Platinum Bundle has been probably our most popular unit yeah. since we launched mm -hmm. the 20. So the benefit of that brighter screen, the clearer resolution, and then the extra mapping detail obviously does does suggest that there is a place for 1 to 25 on a mm -hmm. GPS. But yeah. yeah, I've always always used 1 to 50. So Andy, what would you use on your I mean, GPS? Personally, from before I started with GPS training and had my own unit, you know, for a cost purpose, I had the 1 to 50 mapping for all of Great Britain, and then I've used Bird's Eye Select vouchers to download Northumberland, because that's where we're based, and I do a lot of walking in Northumberland. I enjoy going over to the Lake District, because it's not too far to travel to. I've added mapping on, on a Bird's Eye Select voucher for the Lake District. Again, it's I like Ross's comment of like that family friend. <laughs> I've been so used to walking with a 1 to 25 maps, it is nice and comforting to see that extra detail. Um, so that's, to me, on a budget... Don't be put off with, well, I can't use the 1 to 50. It's still a great map. And, of course, in the Garmin world, you've got the options with the bird's eye vouchers. Going back to the sat map, we do have that option that sits in the middle of the pricing where you just get it with a 1 to 25 if that's what you want, and it does keep your cost down a bit. And, like Ross said, I think in an ideal world, I suppose if money was no ob object, I probably would go for the 1 to 25 it's just been an honest opinion of me when you're looking at the cost there is other ways you can do it as well it's funny you say that is actually it's if you if you can afford it so ian who's one of our trainers he must be if you come our gps training course he does our south of england courses he's he's, he's, he's just retired from uh, the police force the met and he did ring me up the other day he says um i'm going to treat myself i'm retiring from the police i'm going to treat myself as a was i'm going to buy some top of uh, top of active uh, top, top of pro, pro mapping gear so mapping. he bought the one twenty five thousand map card and that is it and he's he's totally in love with it and actually since he's had it you know, every on the course is buying it because he, he he waxes lyrical about it. he does our both our garment and our sat map courses down south so it's funny because he's i've got a little bit of money we're coming to time i'm going to treat myself to this and he's absolutely loving it going back to me I, i'm sadly a bit of a cheapskate so <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have for running a business is that i use the 150,000 i've always used the 150,000 and actually if i had 349 pounds to buy on 125,000 mapping um i think i would i would spend that money elsewhere i would go on a walking holiday or something <laughs> like that so i use the 150,000 again i plan all my routes before i go so actually i, I plan my routes before i go so i'm just using that map really is a background information of where i am I, I don't really need to know i've got a field boundary there um, um and I, yeah i've, I've downloaded a, a few birds i select vouchers on my mm, garment gps unit um but it, again just local ones um because that's what i've, I've tended to do so I'm, I'm sadly a bit of a cheapskate and go for one to fifty thousand, like the majority of people do yes <laughs> i could add with the andy's point about the buying little areas that's quite good if you're uh, if you've got a couple of areas you walk in regularly it's always worth considering if you're going to walk how many bearers you're going to walk and how they cost adds up together before because sat map do do, do still yeah we still do map. all the individual maps but yeah that's the, the point i was trying to make is like a the lake district for example might, yeah. might cost you 20 pounds and yeah. northumberland might cost you 30 because it's usually yeah. done by the size yeah. the area of the map card rather than by it's just a set price for a card yeah um so yeah if you've 
five national parks, you're probably well on your way to one to 25,000 mapping for the whole country. So. It's, it's worth mentioning what Ross is saying there. If any of you are on our website looking at the SatMap bundles we've got and you are thinking of, say, the one to 50 bundle and adding on some regional cards, please give us a shout and let us know what regions you're looking for because just because we don't have them all on our website, we can get hold of them and yep. still order them in and send them out with a unit for you if you wanted a regional card for a national park to go with a SatMap unit with, say, the one to 50 Map, map cards are always like going to the bookshop to buy a paper map isn't it they've got every single one apart from the one you need yeah, so. that's right. we usually get them in very quickly that's one yeah. especially sat maps you know you ma literally we can order a map card it's with us the next day so they are very very quick at getting them out so good on you for that so that's the big debate for this month in the podcast which is uh which is the one to which mapping do we all use and uh, again we're split we're always split on our big debate that's why it's the big debate so to finish off um, for the podcast this month, just going to look over the training course we have coming up. Um, we've just got webinars at this time of year, so we're actually coming to the end of, of the year uh, uh, for training courses. So on November the 14th, we have a Getting Started with Your Garmin GPS for Oregon 700 series and eTrex Touch series. Um, November the 21st, Getting to Know Basecamp for Windows. December the 5th, oh, it's frightening that we're going to December already, Getting to Know Basecamp for Windows. And then December the 6th, Getting Started with Your Garmin GPS for Oregon. Oregon 600, Montana, and GPS map 64S. So to finish off our third ever podcast, thank you for sticking with us to the end. We're just going to summarise and look at what we've got coming up and just say a quick thank you. So many thanks again for listening uh, to the podcast. Again, if you've got any thoughts or feedback, please do get in touch and let us know what you would like included or let us know if you liked or you didn't like it. Just yeah, do that. Get, on, get in touch with us. Um, also as we're approaching Christmas get in touch with us especially if you're thinking of getting a new Garmin GPS unit for yourself or a friend and SatMap sorry a GPS unit for, <laughs> for friends slip of the tongue there um, and then we've because we've got these discounts we've got the Oregon 700 with full GB mapping which is a Garmin product reduced from 499 to 399 eTrex Touch 25 uh, which is uh, reduced from 339 down to 249 um, again if you're thinking of buying for a present or a friend get in touch and again even if you want to partex you know, your unit, you've got a unit that you can say, I'm going to take up these offer prices, get in touch and we can take the partex on that unit. So do bear us in mind. Again, on the website, there's loads of accessories, both for SatMap and, and uh, Garmin. And we'll just talk about, we've got the quad lock as well. The quad lock system of the accessories on the uh, SatMap um, is is this um, this new way that the these accessories on. And I'm just thinking, it's on my mind there because we've just done some videos on the quad lock. It's actually just gone into the online resource today uh, for today's newsletter about the quad lock accessory for how we put that was onto the sat map so if you've already got yourself a unit and you want a, a bike mount or whatever the belt, clip. the belt clip and this kind of thing just get in touch and uh, a nice little christmas stocking filler for you uh, please do tell your friends about the podcast and gps training and of course if you've not already signed up sign up to our uh, weekly newsletter which goes out at 11 45 every friday um don't forget you can watch the record us recording the podcast on our Facebook page, uh, which is GPS Training UK, or on our YouTube channel. So if you just go to YouTube and put GPS Training. Next month podcast, we will be in the mid-December at that point. Um, so we're going to be looking at reviewing and looking at the best Christmas presents uh, for the four-season walk. So we're very much looking at that winter walker how we button gps units will be incorporated into that i suspect we'll be in the mad of the uh, christmas rush uh, we've got some uh, really good products coming up to christmas so again we'll be mad busy there so and don't forget if you listen to the podcast don't forget the three r's relating to the podcast which is raters reviewers and subscribe to us i know that doesn't work but i thought of that while walking the dog last night <laughs> so it, it does see joking aside actually it does help especially on itunes if you do rate and uh, review our podcast it does help us go a little bit further on itunes so if you do that please support us by rate review and subscribe Let's call it the ruse the ruse <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is so a final thank you to uh, my guests for the podcast this so andy who i hope will be back next month uh, for the podcast thank, thank you very much andy and then ross thank you for coming up uh, this morning on a friday morning up to northumberland it is very much appreciated no problems and, and bringing your sat map uh, demonstrations <laughs> to the table top so thank you very much and uh, yeah enjoy the podcast and hope you so i hope you enjoyed the podcast and we look forward to doing it again next month.